My name is Daniel Ferugia, and welcome to a special episode of the Trail Runners Experience featuring Rebecca Hunt from the Tales from the Midpack podcast. Hi, and welcome to Tales from the Midpack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. So today we have a crossover episode. So welcome to Tales from the Trail Runners Experience podcast. Yep. experience yep. thingy it's yep. like batman versus superman isn't it yeah exactly yeah. excellent i um, knew it was never going to be perfect but it's good <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we're going through our own little standard formulae from our own podcast so i always ask people um when you're not running what are you up to what do you get up to ah uh, well i obviously a podcaster runner and a running coach so pretty much my entire life revolves around running yeah. and also i've just I'm a, a dad to three three small children, and I spent a fair bit of time at home, um, being doing that and being um, supportive of my wife, who works more than me out yeah. of the home. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so that's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's all pretty. Con- yeah, being at home a lot is good. So with the pandemic this year, my life didn't change a great deal in terms of having to go. I mean, my office is just. Just down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also ask, how long have you been running and what got you into running? Like, it's obviously become a massive passion for you. But what, what started that? Um, how long have I been running? So, I've been running, I suppose, in different, different ways for my whole life competitively. So, I was a, a pretty decent cross-country runner back in high school and rep, represented on, um, at state level. A number of times and then um, I remember when I was about 19 I um, I ran my first half marathon and that was the Sydney Morning Herald half marathon um, this is going back that's 20 over 20 years and then um, and then I've got my first ultra oh no I ran my first marathon at 32 or 31 and then I ran my first ultra the following year yeah. which was Urabilla and then I, after I after I did the Sydney Marathon, which in you know, that was like okay, I'm going to retire. 30, 32 is far too old to be running, <laughs> oh, and yeah. how little I knew. And yeah. since I actually run a lot, I've run more ultras than I've run marathons. I've only run three marathons, yeah. but um, a stack of ultras, and yeah, it's good. Now it's such a a big part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't get. I'm still not sick of it, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know what got me into it. I think it's anything. When you see that you're kind of a little bit good at something, you want to do it more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you find the same thing with anything in life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm good at running, but I'm I'm good at persisting. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. Just when things get tough, keep going. So that's probably what headed me into ultras, really. Yeah. What do you enjoy yeah. about it, though? If, if, what's one thing you enjoy? But There's probably many uh, things. Getting out into parks, national parks. I don't think I've ever visited parks in South Australia like I have since I started trail running. Yeah. So that's been something I absolutely love. You know, running last night in Belair National Park and there's this koala at eye level that yeah. um, was very quiet and still and everyone else had missed and I was like hello um I don't know I love being out in nature so that's one of the biggest things for me awesome yeah yeah I um 
probably should back up just a little bit. Mm. I wanted to, for the, for my listeners, so yeah. you are a former guest on my podcast and yeah. I'm just, I've actually just been scanning through. This is episode 70 for the Trail Runners Experience. Mm -hmm. If we go back to episode 20 is when you, way back in 2018, that's when you made your first appearance. <laughs> and I remember you were a, you had just completed your first first ultra, yeah, I think. I think we met on the bus on the way up and I was this excited little meerkat, just like, like talking to everyone. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, couldn't stop talking. And then I heard your voice. I'm like, oh, you're the guy from the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so great. On the bus. <laughs> and you've, um, yeah. you've obviously done, you've um, evolved. Your running has evolved a bit since then. And you're, you're I guess, like everything yeah. in life, things have, things grow and change. And yeah. now you've not, that was, you just completed the 57. And yeah. now you've done yeah. a couple of hundreds. Yeah. And, you know, so getting a bit of a, become a bit of a seasoned ultra runner yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think of myself like that yeah i have to say it's been in my mind lately now that i was able to do a 100k successfully with not enough training and I, I don't recommend that obviously but it's put the seed in my head of could i possibly do a miler one day um of course you could and <laughs> that just yeah if you'd asked me that back and 57 I, no way that's just crazy that's way 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 too far um what's the fascination with a miler and i mean i'm saying this as someone who mm. is, a, is who's getting ready for their first miler i'm probably a victim of one of my passions which is watching running films on youtube um i love yeah. billy yang's work and um there's some really good salomon videos and ginger runner and yeah i just see those journeys and what I love those documentaries and what people go through and what they say they get out of them. And I, they, those videos have really planted the seed for me. Yeah. Like, I want to have that experience. Yes. Um, whether that's going to be wise or not is a whole other question. <laughs> I, I think the, the further we go, the more... I always say, like, ultras are a really good revealer of your character, your true character. Yeah. It's like they say that we... Drinking as well. <laughs> you know, people, when someone <laughs> yeah. is really drunk, you see what they're really like. Mm. And then, you know, yeah. they, usually it bring, can often bring out the worst in people. And yeah. I've seen people, I've seen the worst come out in people in ultras as well. Yeah. But I've seen most of the time, you see the best in people. Yeah. You know? I think so. Um, so, yeah, I think um, oh, for those yeah. for those keen <laughs> listeners, we yeah. are sitting rather close to a train line. But yes. it's okay, you'll get used to it. Um, um, they, they go by frequently. Yeah. Just watch out for the freight train. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. So, last time we interviewed, yeah. a rat ran under the table. That's right. We, we were at the pub, weren't we? <laughs> yes, we, and we yeah. thankfully didn't name the place. Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. right. Not yeah. good, for, not hygienic, no. perhaps. But it was that's tricky. Right. We were our fresco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, we were thinking of doing kind of a just a year wrap up yeah. show kind of, we didn't, we just briefly planned it just before we started talking. Yeah. And I thought exactly. And I, th I mean, when I contacted you about doing this, I knew that you were passionate about that. You, you're enjoying this content creation, like podcasting mm, yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's a fun experience. And I thought you'd have some good ideas and you, you came out with me with a bunch of ideas <laughs> that I'd never even heard of. And I thought, yeah, let's, let's try something. So yeah, we um so 
What uh, was so, one of the ideas? Yeah, one of them was the thumbs up, thumbs down. So basically, throw a topic out there. Great. And then you, you can't fence it. It has to be thumbs up or thumbs down. And then kind of justify why. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm, can I do? I'm going to do one for you right now. Yeah. I'm just. We didn't write this one okay, down. Okay. Okay. I think it's an easy one. 2020. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 difficult. That's difficult. I've gained so much from the journey I've been on in this year, but I think overall it is a thumbs down year, and I knew it was going to be. So yeah. Thumbs down year. Um, yep. But a necessary year. Yeah. Yes. I think a lot of people feel the same way for very, for, yeah. <laughs> for an obvious reason. As they, um, as I've heard it called a lot lately, um, the spicy cough really got to really annoyed people. It's a better name for it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I think that it has uh, um, exacerbated a lot of other mental health issues for people, mm. which I don't think a lot of people really predicted. I didn't really yeah. think it would be that big an impact on myself personally. Mm. And I mean, I, I, like I've probably run, I run, I've run basically as much as I did last year, but I've only run one race. Yeah. So yeah. I've done, which is really weird. You know, usually I would have, you know, you have your you, years punctuated by various races, yeah. and I've done one race, and it was way back in January. So yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a unique year. It is. Running and I like having events on the calendar. I find them very motivating. Yeah. Uh, to get me out and train, so. The lack of events it hasn't stopped me running, but I think it's reduced it a bit. Yeah. So for me, I would say 2020. Uh, well, it is a hard question. Yeah. I, I put it out there because um, we're not allowed to be fence sitters in this. No, nope, no. Nope. So because I was going to say, oh, there's good and bad. There is yeah. good and bad. But I think overall, I would give it a thumbs down. Mm. You know. Um, I guess the question is, when it finishes, will I be glad it's finished? Yes. So Excellent. Thumbs down, yeah. <laughs> Always looking, looking to the future. That's our best way to live. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so all right. Let's do the thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's see what uh, we, we can do. What have we got here? Now, we haven't discussed these. We're just going to randomly write them down. Bottles or bladders. So right. it's, you're right. You're thumbsing up one and thumbs down the other. Okay. So we have to choose. Bottles or bladders. Um, if I had to choose one, mm. I, I'm definitely a bottle, soft flask. Um, person, when yep. you say bottles, you're referring to soft yeah, flasks. Yeah. If you're not a trail runner, you probably won't know what a soft flask is, but it's those things that you wear at the front of your vest. You see people, and it looks like you've got, and people are, are trying you lean to, down, it looks yeah. like you're breastfeeding yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want, I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does look a little bit offensive. Um, it's they're not they don't look great, but they're really the most practical way, yeah, and you can be more aware of your, how much you're drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so you're thumbs down to bladders, thumbs up to bottles. Yes. I'm, I, I prefer bladders. I don't like having things in my hands. I was running with some guys this week who were actually saying, um, someone was like, oh, the hand bottles look great. But they're like, yeah, but they, you, when you hook them around, that spot doesn't tighten properly and they leak and, um, and I know, yeah. Yeah, and if you've got it's, sports drink in it, like it's yeah. going to get sticky. Sticky. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like bladders. So you'd think I'd be heading towards a thumbs up, but for the very reason you said, of you can't 
keep an accurate track of what you're actually drinking. Yeah. And that was one of my big issues last year and then I had to keep on top of this year. And I'm still like every time I go for a run, I make a real conscious effort to take try and take big mouthfuls out of the hose that comes from the bladder and I think I've done well and then I pull it out and, and I'm like, oh rah, swear word, like there's yeah. more left than there should be, but I can't physically see it. Um, so I I think I have to go thumbs down to bladders, even though I prefer them physically. They hold more, which is good. Yeah, but but bottles yeah. are just accurate. They're right there. I did this year buy some extra bottles that I picked up halfway during event where they had the sticky out straws on them. Yeah, yeah. Because I find that when I put my head down to a bottle, I, my nose runs only in long runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so having that meant I didn't have to put my head down as much. Oh, that's great. So the bottles actually were much better for me. So that puts the thumbs up even a little bit more for yeah. bottles. Bottles are good. Yeah. I have done a race before where I carried, I think because the minimum, oh, I think it was the Hubert 100 a few years ago, yeah. 100K, and we had to carry two litres, and I didn't want to carry a bladder, so I carried four bottles. Yeah. And four 500 ml bottles, which was really good. Yeah. So I just had two in the back, and then yeah. two on the front at all times, yeah. and it was the best way because I could just keep switching them out. Um, yeah. and then refill and that way I was one of them was had my sports drink in it um, I think I had a bit of infinite in it and I just would re keep refilling that same one yeah and then the rest were just water and I just was like okay I've got to get through this bottle in the next hour yeah you know and because really I think um sounds like for you you need to put yourself on a time schedule <laughs> and I, yeah. I had a little um printout that I'd laminated yeah. and I had it in one of my pockets and I'd pull it out and go, right, between this checkpoint and that checkpoint, you will drink this many litres. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, um, and it's hard when the weather's cooler, I know, mm. because you don't, the, you're not as compelled to drink. No. But you do sweat a lot and you don't realise it. I mentioned that run I did where it was hailing on mm. me twice and it was snowing in that lofty and I, so I just didn't think enough about Yeah. I'm sweating even though it's cold and windy. Yeah. Yeah. So misjudged. I um I have a and this is a, a competition for any engineers out there. <laughs> okay. So I look. I'm throwing the, uh, this is my idea. So, but or maybe it's not my idea. Maybe someone else has come up with it. Why can't someone invent a gauge for the for the the bladders? The bladders at the back. They'll be amazing. So you can go. Oh, I've drunk 700 mils. I've got 1,300 mils left, okay? And yes. so, because when your pack is full of gear, you have no sense of how heavy it is, plus the water, yep. you know, like, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? There is a, a bottle you can buy, I think it popped up on Facebook feed, just like a standard water bottle that you have in your desk at work, that you get the app for it on your phone, yeah, and it talks to you, and it, it keeps track of how much you drink during the day, so when you, oh, yeah. you have to refill it, you don't have to keep thinking. You just you go to your app and go, oh, I've had this many meals. So surely that technology kind of exists. Yeah. How we apply it to soft bladders in the back of a backpack bouncing around. I'm not there sure, you go. But... So engineers, get yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca and I will take. I a, would buy one. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a sixty percent cut. Yeah. Engineer, because <laughs> I'm the ideas. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, no, I wish. No, we need. You need to hydrate and. Because oh, if, yeah. if you don't, and hydration also helps with your digestion 
of your nutrition. So yeah. it's really important that you have yeah you do drink a lot. But anyway, that's a good topic. Yeah, yeah. I just made a rule for myself that I must empty my bottles before I go to the bladders, and then yeah. I'm being more accurate about yeah. what I've got um, in me. But yeah, um, still, still didn't quite get it right. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Um, What's the next one? Next one was gels versus real food. Oh. See, Which one do you give the thumbs up? I'm not allowed to give, um, I can't be a fence sitter, but there's definitely, <laughs> look, I'm going to say real food yeah. with a big asterisk next to it. Okay. So real food gets a thumbs up, but, and when you say gels, are you talking about just gels or are you talking about like... You Let's know, say you, fake food. Like, like <laughs> your, your infinites and your packet stuff yeah. and like, yeah, okay. There is, a, there is definitely a scope for both. But I think the majority of my nutrition in runs comes from real food. Yep. So I'll, I'll have to go with real food. Yeah. I mean, you? I was advised that I could basically just do the event on infinite, right, yeah. for calories. Um, but I know that my body doesn't like that. It wants real food. 100 kilometers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never even, try I've no. never even tried that. Um, so I like eating real food, but I find that any event that's over... Kind of 50 60k i i get sick of real food yeah i can't do it and it gets like, harder to eat it gets yeah. harder to eat like the the last 5k of heisen i was ravenous like my yeah. i was my stomach's rumbling i'm so hungry but anytime i tried to eat anything it was just like, i don't want it don't yeah. want it so i was just drinking water to try and quell the hunger pains for the last 5k it yeah. was so crazy i didn't know whether to force myself to eat or and make myself sick I, it was just really weird and i think that i my body i i it's like the bottle bladder like i want yeah. to say bladders but i think i have to be bottles so i want to thumbs up real food but clearly there becomes a point where my body doesn't want real food anymore mm. but i haven't explored um gels you know all those other things yeah. and i know that so much research has gone into them and one of the main reasons is i just hate just that processed sugar content. That's yeah. what I want to avoid because it's so bad for you. But I think I have to maybe force myself to be more thumbs up that I have to go and trust the research, the evidence, everything that mm. they've done and get into these things. Because big, thick, you know, cliff yeah. bars, big, thick, um, you know, the seed bars, which are delicious and amazing normally. Like, yeah, I yeah. go over 60K. Body just doesn't want them. Do you ever eat um? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Because yeah. gastro GI distress is one of the number one causes of race failure. Yeah, you know, like um, and do you ever eat like sandwiches or anything like that? Yeah, I love a Vegemite sandwich, mm. but then I just worry it doesn't have enough calories in it. You've got to yeah. eat more. <laughs> so I yeah. most the most ultras that most hundred k ultras that I've done, especially in recent years, I will eat at least. As part of my thing, I'll have at least four sandwiches yeah. throughout the day. And so that's coupled with everything else. Yeah. My philosophy with real food is eating um, a bit like a sparrow. Yeah. So constantly pecking away. Yeah. But um, just from the very from very early on as well. Yeah. Like I will have something, I'll start eating within the first five kilometers. Yeah. And um, while the guts are good, you get the food in. So maybe yeah. I need to front load more. Yeah. Food. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's um, it is hard, and yeah. but it is that you know, 
and you're not going to get through an ultra on just those sugar drinks and gels and stuff i mean some people can and mm. like but i think um yeah, I did try the, the blocks beforehand. Oh, the, they, I like yeah. the shop blocks. Yeah. I, like, I enjoy those. They, it seemed like it was good. It's just like quick and easy to eat. and mm-hmm. But then my stomach just went, boom, just yeah. bloated out. It didn't like it at all. And I'd chosen the margarita flavor because I thought Sounds fun. Has, it might have a bit of salt to it so it didn't seem so sickly sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Yeah, go, you've got to have some saltiness for sure. Mm. You know. Have you ever tried uh, Morton? No, I've never heard of it. Morton is what like um, Kipchoge, the marathon runner, has had, and it's it's a different kind of product. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit expensive, but the way it's absorbed into the body is different. Okay. It's it's, um, it's it's absorbed into the the large intestine. No, the, the small intestine. Yeah. It go it bypasses the stomach. It forms a a, a um a uh, what do you call it? hydrogel yeah so you drink it you can have it as a gel or i've only ever had it as the powder in my drink it tastes really quite neutral yeah it's not it's not sweet well that's good yeah it's very easy to drink um in heisen last year when i ran my best time i drank i used morton for the first sort of 40 to 50 kilometers and that was Mm. huge and no gi distress well and and the whole point of it is and with it, it's it's quite strong because it bypasses the stomach and is absorbed in through the small intestines. It um, you can actually absorb more um, carbs yeah. and more calories, and so because um, they basically say, average runner can probably tolerate sixty to eighty grams of carbohydrates per hour. Yeah, but. Most people, the, like elite athletes, train themselves to eat more. Yeah. But um, we, when we try and eat more, we get sick. Yeah. And so, um, Morton is different in that you can't. It is. It has more, so you can. It, it's okay. it's great. I would recommend, and I'd say this to anyone. It's, it's it is a pretty good product, um, but it is more expensive. Try it out on like a a, a longish run. Maybe two hours, not too long, yeah. but have it on an empty stomach just to yeah. just to test it out. And so maybe if you have, if you're running, if you get out yeah. in the morning, have it. Um, bef- maybe have a light breakfast or no breakfast at all. Yeah. And I the first time I ever did that, it was amazing. I did a I, I remember I did a time tra- uh, a run out the uni loop. For I was training for the six hour, and it was so like it was night and day. How good it how good it okay. went into my body and how I was just like oh and I did a couple <laughs> of hours and I was like I feel fantastic and that's even without any caffeine. Do you uh, ever have caffeine? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> that's uh, I yeah, caffeine's good. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. You should include that. Yeah, but you got to be careful with that too. Yeah, I've heard you got to be careful. I kind yeah. of have one coffee in the morning. That's it. So yeah, it's playing with fire if I start. I am um, putting that in my system and when like, I go for runs normally I'm always on an empty stomach I don't eat before and most of my runs I don't eat during and so yeah. that's I probably need to train for that more got to eat you got to train the belly as much yeah. as you train the legs and the lungs yeah yeah, yeah. but um definitely right. what's our next topic uh next one uh, so we found some uh, frivolous ones so you get None. those running shorts yeah with this is not uh, frivolous lining in them yeah and then the question 
we saw that pose somewhere and we thought it was funny. It was So then if it has that lining, do you wear underwear or not wear underwear? So which are you giving the thumbs up? Underwear or no underwear and shorts with lining? So shorts with lining? <laughs> My favourite shorts. Because um, I, hate, I hate chafing. Um, chafing can derail your race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got to take care of the nether regions. <laughs> and um, I, I am going to say, if I'm wearing those particular shorts, which I do, it's no underwear. No underwear. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, they, they, these are not the ones, the ones I run in don't have that, that net, you know. Yeah. They have, like, a proper built-in, you know, like, to the shorts. So, yeah, yeah. don't worry, I don't want to be too free. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to go thumbs up to thumbs up no, no to, underwear to when wearing those. Freestyle. Yeah. 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 How about um, yourself? Um, well, I knew somebody who yeah, went freestyle and I just always thought the running shorts are so short and those things aren't super tight. And so I just, out of paranoia and out of, yeah. it feels weird because it's not what I normally do. I'm underwear all the way. I don't care what lining the shorts It depends have. on, for me, so it Thumbs depends. up for underwear. Fair enough. <laughs> it depends on the lining for me. Like it yeah. definitely, I, I used to run a lot in much shorter shorts. And um, back, that was from back in the day when I used to do cross country. And, yeah. and so I would be, I don't know, like that just was the norm. And then shorts, have, I've watched shorts get longer and longer. And then you look at someone like Courtney DeWalter. Oh, oh, yeah. And she wears shorts that go down to her knees. Yeah. I, th I think that's too long, but you know, she's, she, I can't really tell her what to do. She knows what she's doing. And, um, but I, I couldn't do that. And, yeah. but yeah, I, I, um, yeah, chafing's no fun though. So, no. but I, I used to win those short shorts. I, I definitely wore underwear. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> um, I wouldn't subject the world to that. No. You wouldn't want to have a fall and then like something, oh God. Uh, something fall out. <laughs> Another one we had was um, in summer, there's always that battle of, you know, you want sun protection, but you don't want to overheat. So what gets your thumbs up? Sun cream or fabric? Um, probably fabric. Yeah. Or, <laughs> oh, actually, no, there's another one, but I'll let you go first. Oh, it's good. I know your joke about... Excess body hair. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I'm, like, sun cream. I'm, I'm, a real, I'm a pretty hairy man, so it, it's helpful. So if, uh, if you want to, ladies, if you want to get more sun protection, mm. maybe human growth hormones. Yep. Produce yeah. some body. Oh, no, I'm being silly. Get the body hair going. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I don't wear sun cream anywhere near enough. And, but at the same time, part of the reason I don't wear it is because I don't like the way it feels, mm. especially when I'm sweating. And, and if you sweat, on, if it's on your face, it goes in your eyes. It stings. And, yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, that's hard. My, my skin hates um, sun cream. I get pimples from sun cream, no matter how good the sun cream is. Um, but I, I hate being hot. I hate feeling like I'm dressed in long sleeves and everything in summer. Yeah. It's like, it's summer. I want to, yeah. And yes. I'm also, I remember listening to um, a Try Runner Nation podcast where they had a professional on talking about trail runners and vitamin D that think that you know we're out for hours in the sun therefore we get um, think, lots yeah. of vitamin D but apparently because we cover up and even when we use sun cream we're actually blocking that and so we actually get just say yeah vitamin D deficient yes yeah, even though we're out in the sun for hours so I, I get a bit catch-22 with all of that but I understand my melanoma danger and so I think I'm a thumbs up for sun cream 
because I just want to feel like it's summer and I'm out experiencing the summer and I get hot in sleeves or clothes. And I was saying that, I read something recently in a thread where someone was commenting that muslin that a lot of people put on and especially put over prams doesn't actually block UV. Yeah. So you've got to get very specialised clothing, I think, to be light and sun protective. Yeah, as, uh, it's interesting. I, I want to um, have a look. I think I mentioned to you before about that runner, Candace Burt. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I've seen her in a lot of her Instagram photos. She wears the, the long sleeve business shirts that are really light. And, it, and like, I never really thought, I think they're made of cotton. You know, it's a yeah. really thin cotton. But maybe it's not offering as much sun protection as you think. Just look into it. Yeah. Because it's a good idea. Although it's be pretty funny. Yeah. What, running around in business shirts. <laughs> there was some guy in Heisen last year, keeping in mind I had a, one of my better runs, it was a good run for me, and I don't know, probably about 60, no, about 40 k's in, he, I was running with him for a while and he had one of these shirts on, and he took off and left me. He yeah. was, he, I don't know who, I don't know his name, and he, um, yeah, I never saw him again. He, and so he was definitely, a, I think he was like a sub 12 hour runner. Wow. And so, um, so, but like, yeah, so worked for him. Yeah. But, you know, there's different, I mean, Heisen doesn't often get real hot, but because of the time of year, but mm. I mean, this time of year, we're coming, we're in December yeah. right now. And so, mm. you know, even Adela, um, today, which is only destined to be about 32, which is quite, um, still hot though to yeah. run in, you yeah. know, anything that gets into the high 20s and beyond. And we're definitely hot. into that time of year where the sun is just biting. Yeah. You um, really feel it. Yeah. My biggest problem is I'm always having to wear hats because, you know, I'm, I'm losing the hair on the top of my head. So <laughs> yeah. I'm told. So I look and can't I can't see it. See it so yeah. it mustn't be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I've been getting, since I started trail running, a few little sunspots on my face. So I do wear a hat on days like today and I wear my sunnies and yeah. sun cream up. But I think you've got to cover yeah. up a fair bit. And yeah. um, so I've got this thing in my eye from from not running with sunglasses for so long. It's a pterygium, oh. and that's developed from excess UV exposure. Okay. And so yeah. it'll either, if it gets worse, I have to get it surgically removed, but as it stands, it's fine. Right. It's not, but it's like, so th- there are risks. And yeah. even like as much as, I mean, I, I use the Gouda sunglasses. Yeah, so do and, I. <laughs> and look at that, we've both got our yeah. Goudas right here. Hang, um, on, hang on, what have you got? I love their names. Uh, I've got Falcor's Fever Dream. Uh, lovely. Or they can I'm just a bit of a never-ending story fan. Ah, yeah. well, but it's blue. Okay. <laughs> and mine is um, Phoenix at... Is it rubbed off a bit? Bloody, yeah, at Bloody Mary Bar. Is that what that says? Phoenix? Oh. Phoenix at a Bloody Mary Bar. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> also known as Red. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the actual, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. I think, but they're good glasses because they're, you know, they're pretty robust and they're, mm. they're, che- they're fairly cheap, but they'd actually, you get a lot of the side reflection yeah. and the, so yeah. there is eye damage, you know, and if you want to be doing, my, my objective is to be doing this sport for, for decades more yes. and, you know, um, I'm only, I'm 41 and I thought, you know, I'm getting some of these eye issues now. I, I'm, I do worry. I don't want to have to wear, I hate the look of the wraparound sunnies. Yeah. But if I have to go to it, I will, yeah. you know. Um, maybe that'll make me run faster because they're <laughs> more aerodynamic. No, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess they are associated as being old people glasses, but that's just a mental barrier, really. Like, 
yeah. yeah. What, com what comes first, really? Yes. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, that's mm. a good one. All right. Um, oh, what did the? Oh, I remember what this one was. Couldn't read. Really understand my note for a sec. Single use or multi use is what I'd written down, and that was about you go out running, you come back in. What do you do with the clothes? Do they get washed, or do they get used again? So, um, yeah. Thumbs up to. You know, single use, nah, you've got to wash your clothes every time, or thumbs up to multi-use going, yeah, she'll be right. Bit of stink, never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're, a, you're all about hygiene, that's good. No, oh, no, I, I, I'm a multi-use person. Oh, you are multi-use. I am absolutely multi-use, oh, I'm thumbsing up that. Yeah. Um, How many times? reduces the laundry, oh, that's a good question. When does it become socially unacceptable? Um, I'm a, I'm a smell test person. Yeah. I pick up a top and I, oh, I bump that. And I look at it. If I can't see anything, it's already halfway to being back in the cupboard. And then I just give it a whiff. Yeah. And if I flinch, it goes in the wash. That's pretty much That's it. That's good. Is that for all your, all of your washing? That's for everything. Yeah, I know. Oh, look. And when you've got children, I, I know, like it's, Otherwise, the, the the washing just never stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. It, and so, yeah, you can't wash everything. My kids will wear something for five minutes, and then they'll throw it in the dirty clothes basket. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you even doing? You know, <laughs> it's just anyway. Yeah. I'm going to say thumbs up to multi-use, um, unless I'm going. I do have some decorum um, yeah. because I'm a sweaty, stinky dude. I will. Um, if I'm going to meet someone for a run, I'll, I'll go and get my cleanest shirt, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I might even put clean socks on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but like, I, I don't know, I've got lots of running shirts, but there's a, there's a handful that I wear more than others yeah. because you just, they're comfortable, yeah. you know, they're the most comfortable. Yes. And I don't know, also I think there's a little bit of a, um, ah. Oh, I get a bit of mojo from certain shirts. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Do you have certain shirts that make yeah. you feel good? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I've got a blue cat man do one, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. But when you were talking, it made me realize that lately I've started to go, so those socks, do they need to go in the wall? <laughs> that was only a 5K run. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look, don't worry. And then I put them somewhere so they air out and they're perfectly dry. And yeah, but I'm a bit, oh, really, I should just throw them in the wash. But. Generally, socks are the last thing I'll wash. Okay. They get the most okay. runs, which is gross. Well, I'm, I'm new to multi-use socks. <laughs> no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Because I always lose socks in the wash. And then um, I've got a couple of really good uh, anti-blister socks, pairs of anti-blister socks that I've just been loving. And they, they, don't, um, they don't smell as much because of the material they're made out of. That's what they market themselves as. It's the two XU ones. If you ever, and yep. they're really good. And the way I see it, the socks are as far from my nose as they can be. <laughs> so I can't smell them. They're yep. way down there on the ground doing their thing. <laughs> yep. You know, my feet are going to sweat if they're already. I mean, there is a when if I can smell the socks when I put my shoes on, then maybe it's time that they that they have a little bath. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm it's on gross, that. Two, I two uses max. Yeah, it doesn't matter the distance. Fair enough. That's where I'm at with socks. Yeah, maybe but. I need to ch change some of my habits. <laughs> yeah. I probably have um, uh, better. Yeah. Oh, my feet don't smell. My wife would tell me if they did. Yeah. Oh. 
But anyway, that's a good one. I think. Yeah. Um, I think, but I think you can do too much washing. Like I, and you, mm. you wear you wear the shirts so much, and they start to wear out. You know, yeah, like very, peeling and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of shirts, our next one was, um, you know, you sign up for an event, and there's always merch. Yep. Um, so race shirt or no race shirt was the question. Mm. I'm Which going. One do you thumbs up? I've evolved on this one, but I'm going to go with yes to race shirts. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, when I first started getting into the longer stuff, I would value the race shirt over the medal. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and yeah. I remember the first time I attempted Heisen, I actually DNF'd. Yeah. Back in like 2013. Yeah. Um, that was a super hot year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a hot yeah. year. And, um, and I remember I'd actually paid for the race shirt beforehand. But then when Ben Hawkins, the race director, was like, oh, your shirt's ready, I'm like, I don't want it. I refused the shirt because I did not finish the run. And even if he had given it to me, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have worn it. Yeah. And so I felt like I had to earn the shirt. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're a good memory. And I've got, I do have Heisen shirt from the, the following year, which I wear all the time because that was my first proper 100. And it's not the most attractive shirt. I think it's a little bit later, but I like yeah. it because it's one of those ones that gives me mojo. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, definitely a thumbs up for race shirts overall. Yeah. yeah. How about um, you? When I started, I started, yeah, buying the race shirt because I thought it'd be a really good memento. But I find I absolutely hate the fabric and everyone seems to use the shiny fabric. Like they're getting sports stuff for staff at my work, shiny fabric. Like it's that... Mm. I, I, the heavy stuff? It, it's not heavy, but it's just shiny. And I don't know why, but I just... I hate the feel of that material. It's like girls, it might be the same with guys, but, um, you know, running pants, uh, they're all this tight, lycra shiny uh, yeah. fabric, and I hate it with a passion. But if I buy, and it's so rare to be able to find anything cottony, but if I do that, they never have any pockets. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so I hate the fabric, and they always do round neck. And I hate round necks. I always feel like I'm being choked. Yeah, I agree. So I agree on the I want, neck. I want V-neck and I want a soft, cottony feel fabric and it doesn't exist. And so I find that, um, you know, I'd, I've got, ended up buying a really nice metal rack. Yes. And so I keep the medals from events that are really important to me and I have that as my memento instead. Yeah. But yeah, at first I was like, yeah, I'll buy all the t-shirts. It'd be so cool. And then I try to wear them and I'm like, I hate them. And it's no particular event or anybody. It's it's just across the board. Yeah. Um, in most sports, I think. So it's like the fabric everyone else loves. I hate and I don't know why. It's a sensory issue, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting thing. I um, It's a funny thing, going back to the actual race shirt. Like, mm. yeah, you're right. I mean, like, I was thinking about when I did the Sydney Marathon I remember I was running along and um, I was such a rookie back, you know, like in terms of, I, know, I mean, I had a, had a really, I, I did the Sydney Marathon. I ran a PB for the half marathon. Yeah. The first half. Yeah. So that's how you know you've gone too quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I was a lot slower in the second half, but I still finished um, in like three and a half hours. So it was all right. Um, but... I'm running along at about 20 k's, and I was running with the, the, the pacemakers. You know, mm. it's a big city marathon, and there was I was running with like the three, I forget which it was either the 315 or the no, I think it was probably the 315 pacemaker. So I was well ahead of schedule, but I felt really good. 
And then um, the pacemaker was really chatty. I don't know if you've ever run in a big city marathon or anything like that. Mm, probably McLaren Vale half is the biggest. And the pacemakers sort of have a job, yeah. you know, to, to really encourage people, obviously keep people on the schedule. And, you know, I, I think it's great. I'd love to try it one day. And I was running along with this guy, the pacemaker, and he was, you know, probably in his 50s, but he looked, he was incredible. He was, 3.15 pace was very easy for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was a, another guy in the group who was wearing a six-foot track shirt. Yeah. He'd obviously completed that. The pacemaker's like, God, oh, you've done six-foot track. You should be up the front somewhere. And he's just really talking this guy up. And, and I was like, oh, he looks like, he does look really fit. He had massive calves. Because he was a trail runner, obviously. Yeah. And um, Six Foot Track is in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. I think it's like 46 kilometres or something like that. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try and beat that guy. <laughs> and, I mean, even though my race fell apart, his race fell apart even worse. Yeah. So I did beat him. <laughs> but um, it was interesting, though, because I sort of think when you see people front up to races wearing a yeah. previous race shirt, you yeah. go, it does send a message. It does. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, ooh. This guy or, or lady knows what they're doing. They've done that. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. But I think the only one I bought in the last two years was Heisen last year. The photo that they used was from my birthday. Oh, it was like, so yes. It was my birthday run. Uh, they'd taken a photo and then stylized it a bit and it was like, well, I have to buy that t-shirt. Excellent. Um, well, there you so go. That was really cool. But you're like no. famous. You're, I become uh, no, no, iconic. Was, I, I'm trying to remember who was in the photo. I think it was Barry and Michelle. Yeah, yeah. In the photo, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. It was a really nice shot. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. All right. What else we got? Now, thumbs up, thumbs down. Should trail running be an Olympic sport? I definitely think a massive thumbs up. Yeah. How about you? Little little preface story, because I think if, this, if they're looking at this, anything should be an Olympic sport. I've watched that TV show, um, We Are the Champions. It's on Netflix with my kids. Have you seen that? No. It's amazing. Like the first episode is about the cheese rolling event. Oh, I've seen the cheese oh, rolling. Oh my God. Where they fall down the hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. But one of the episodes was about dog dancing yeah. as a competitive sport. Wow. And they've been building it up and they're incredibly serious about getting it into the Olympics and have some backers and really? they're seriously looking at that. So I'm a little bit of surely trail running should be, but I yeah. didn't realise you said that mountain biking is yeah. already there because I think one of the major criticisms was trail running is very hard to video because it goes over such long distances in kind of remote spots. So it's hard to get the camera crews, hard to take videos, but if they've already got mountain biking, they'd yeah. already worked out how to do that. You, as you said, they could use the same course. Drones, stationary, exactly, stationary drones. cameras. Yep. Um, so I don't think yeah. with all the advances in drones, there's any excuse anymore. And absolutely thumbs up. Trail yeah. running should be an Olympic sport. I think sport. it'd be incredibly exciting. And you, you would get, I mean, it's a sport that, I mean, Olympics, I love the Olympic Games, always have. And like, yeah. I'm so... I really hope that the 2020 Olympics goes ahead next year um, yeah. after being put off this year. And, yeah. and um, just because, and I'll watch every sport um, just about. Like I love, I love, it was the thing that really hooked me into sport generally, yeah. you know, is, um, and just that faster, higher, stronger, which mm. is their motto, um, or citius, altius, fortius. That's right. They, um, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I, I know that like you could, 
you could utilize the mountain bike course um, and even say they do a loop that's like a 10K loop mm. and they could do it a couple of times. So, so for spectators, it's great. Yeah. And, you know, it's not hard to find. Most Olympic cities have to have some form of... Um, there's prerequisites. Like, okay. you know, can you just... Yeah, I just think it'd be really cool to see people, people like... Um, um, you know, killing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like flying down these hills. It would make a great spectator sport, it would raise the profile of the sport. But I know that a lot of people are really worried because it's an, it is a niche sport and we like our little niche. We do. And yeah. it has been exploding without that coverage. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Do, I know a lot of people disagree. When um, we all went into lockdown, well, not quite lockdown, but way back in March. Yep like the number of people that were suddenly on the trail. It was interesting to be on the trails when they were crowded. Was it less enjoyable? I stayed it, away it, from it the was, trails. It was. Yeah. Um, that only really lasted for about a week and a half and then people kind of toned down again mm. um, and became quieter. But yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously we, we share the trails, but I find that when people walk, they walk abreast yeah. And then well, don't more, really want to move. They half move. It's more because they haven't learnt the etiquette yeah, of the trail. Yeah. yeah. So it does make it a little tricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny this year with that, for that very reason, I avoided, started avoiding the trails a bit yeah. because I, I know one day I ran down to my local trailhead um, and the car park was just full of cars. Yeah. And it was the middle of, I mean, because everyone what else are they going to do? And there were cars parked up the street here and there. I'm like, I'm not going up there. And so I just ran on the road and I, I just went along the Torrens River. Yeah. And then it's really influenced the way my year went because I started just going, I'm going to use this time to really develop my flat ground running. Okay. And, um, and it's been yeah. good, you know, okay. like, uh, and, and I've actually fallen in love with um, running in a rhythm, rhythmically again. You know, yeah. and so I haven't done as much elevation this year, but I do feel like I've developed my um, my overall running fitness. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, yeah, so yeah, hmm. interesting. But that yeah. was a bit of a tangent, but it's still, yeah, it still good. <laughs> uh, so that was our uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. And then what um, else we got? The we your suggestion was to have a bit of a top highlights of the year, like best running moments. A yeah. top three for twenty twenty. Top three. I've got. Okay, I can think. Do you want to go one each? Yep, and it's all right. one by one to yep. one. Okay. Um, would you like to go first? Oh. Um, oh have you, if you haven't got one, I've got one to go. Well, I mean, my obvious one would be Heisen. <laughs> yeah, knocking that so, out. So, second hundred and. Um, Are these in no particular order? Yeah, no particular yeah. order. Okay, good. The so, Heisen was one where I knew it was going to be super tough physically. Yeah. And therefore, it would be solely a mental game, probably, by Mount Compass. Um, and, and I was actually really looking forward to that. I wanted that mental challenge. I wanted to... Can, why is that? Do you want to expand on that? Oh, I, it's more about, you know, what I've been through in the past year, which I won't um, talk about. But I, I felt that the journey I'd gone on with that, that I had become mentally tougher. And I don't know why I felt the need to prove it to myself, but I just did. And so I didn't deliberately not yeah. trained properly it's just what happens and then yeah. i was deciding do i drop to the 60 do i pull out and they went no it's going to suck it's going to be tough prove to yourself yeah. that you can get through that and so 
I did, yeah. and when I hit that wall at about 50k, it was really, I talked before about um, how I've heard on the Trail Runner Nation podcast, someone saying, when you go into an event, your why has to be bigger than any reasons to quit. And so when I hit that wall, which was inevitable, it, there wasn't even a question of dropping out. It's like, no, this is exactly what you're here for today, yeah. to get through this. Um, and it, yeah, it was just wonderful. And at the end, um, the video I made, I said, it's, it's indescribable and I still can't describe it now, the feeling of pride that you get. Yeah. When you, but if you're all trail runners and you understand that, like you, you push through something hard and you get through the other side and it's the yeah. best feeling in the world. So the deeper the, the deeper the down, the higher the high. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So that's um, and you, maybe it was a, a sense of like um, catharsis for you, that feeling of having yes. to do something that hurt you to just as yep. a way of, you know. I mean, that day was, that very specific day of Heisland last year was the catalyst for the emotional journey. And, yeah. and as people who know me know, it was physically a very interesting day for me last year as well. So to prove that I could also learn the lessons of that and end the race healthy this year. So physically healthy, like that was That's important cool. too. And, which you more or less did. I mean, yeah. everyone's going to feel pretty crappy after yeah. 100Ks, but you yeah. you didn't end up in hospital. We were discussing before <laughs> that um, I seem to have some natural um, blood pressure issues, like it's naturally yeah. low and I've got to work out how I'm going to manage that. Because yeah. um, I did have a little funny turn about an hour after the end. But it's, yeah, just some research and just further work on that and mm. work on how to manage... I think that you've got, I mean, you, even by your own admission, you got through this year's run on less, a lot less training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, nutrition and hydration strategy improvement. Mm -hmm. Yep. With a little bit more training. Yes, definitely. You'll, um, the sky's the limit. You've definitely proven that you've got the toughness now. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, this is my, this is the coach coming okay. out of you. <laughs> okay. you. You know, the next time that you run it, you're not just running it to do, to do it. You're no, running. Yeah. You can now. You're competing against. Although last it's going to be ten k longer. Yeah. And we're going to be going. I know it's a different race. We're going to be going um, kind of up stuff. that super steep bit when you come out of um, Yulti, and it and then by my Ponga it might even be getting dark and you're going up that. I think it'll be instead of down that. Yeah. A much harder race. Yeah, different. It's going race. to be interesting. But I still think you could um, surprise yourself. All right, we'll see. Uh, my number, oh, not number one, one of my top running things from this year was a particular month, and that was, so in June this year, just because, you know, looking for things to do, I took on the Calendar Club Challenge, mm -hmm. and that's where you run, run a kilometre for whatever day of the week it is. Yeah. Oh, day of the, yeah, whatever day of the month. Okay. So on the 1st of June, I ran 1K, <laughs> 2nd of June, 2Ks, yeah. and then so on and so forth, and it's... It was an awesome experience okay. and it was way, it was both way more enjoyable than, enjoyable than I expected, but also got way more challenging, got very challenging towards the end. So first week, I think I did about 26 kilometers or something, yeah. which is virtually nothing, you know, it was really, yeah. and you'd go out and I remember the first day my wife was out the front and I said, okay, I'll be back in about five minutes. And I mean, literally five minutes. Yeah. And, and I was, I ran 500 meters down the road, turned around and came yeah. back. And that was my, that was day one. Wow. And then yeah. adding a kilometer each time, 
And it started by the 10th of the month. I remember I was like, oh, starting to, this is fun. This is, it was like, okay. And then like every day from then on started to get uh, a bit harder. And then I think week two, I did about 70 something kilometers. Yeah. Week three, I got up to over a hundred something yeah. kilometers in the week. My, but the last seven days, I ran, I ran the biggest um, week of my life. Yeah. I ran 189 kilometers and, um, and, I, and I got it done. And yeah, I, wow. And, yeah, and so it was great. It was, a, it was a huge month in the end of running and I really am so glad I did it. Like, um, yeah. and I came out of it feeling really fit, like, you know, because it's like, but so the first, in the, in the last week, I was avoiding elevation for a bit. I was just like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just taking so long. It just became such a huge part of yeah. every day, you know, like, yeah. you're like okay, I've got to go into 28 kilometers today. And, you know, and then 29 kilometers. And there were yeah. some, and I was trying to do all the runs in the morning yeah. so that I had maximum recovery time. Yeah. Because if you do it in the afternoon or the evening, then you're forced to do the remainder of your runs in the evening. Yes. Because you don't have enough time to recover yeah. if you go at, and so, um, yeah, I did one run that was like, I think it was when I was about 28 kilometers and I couldn't get out until at, until nine o'clock at night. Wow. I didn't, it, that was really mentally very tough. Yeah. So I was just like, and, um, and I recall my wife was actually on call because she's a nurse. Yeah. And so I couldn't be more than 10 minutes from the house. Yep. And in case she got a phone call, had my phone with me. And so there was lots of little loops around the neighborhood. And it was just like, run a couple, I'll go yep. up this street again, and down wow. this street, and oh, hello again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, nevertheless, I think there was a real mental, mentally toughening experience. Yeah, I don't like loops and yeah. Yeah. Like I did the driveway challenge during lockdown recently and just going up and down my driveway 160 times. Yeah. Uh, that's what it ended up being. And I, I s looked up at that driveway at the start of the hour going, I don't know if I can do this. That's yeah. the mental challenge of that boredom. Because oh, I did measure it. I can't remember what it is now, how many metres my driveway is, but it's not very long. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah oh, those sorts of things are hard. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Like I said, you did how far? Ten, oh, oh, yeah. I think it was 7K in the end yeah. with about 240 elevation because it's a slope driveway. And it's, I've done, I did like five kilometers in my driveway and even though i think my driveway is a bit longer than yours yeah i found it impossibly frustrating and all the u-turns you have to keep, constantly slowing yeah, down the ankles get sore don't <laughs> yeah. they and yeah i found i had to start changing direction the other way yeah i know? did too yeah because otherwise yeah. i was sort of alternating every time you get a little bit dizzy don't you <laughs> and you can't Funny. get up to a proper pace no, no. yeah it is frustrating and uh, my, my son came out and joined me for the last about five minutes yeah. Up and down. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's mental. It's mental toughening. You yeah. Know? All these <laughs> things. I think every run matters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, another one for me was the TRSA V4 series. Um, yep. I think because the government had just announced like you're allowed to go out exercising with somebody, they'd realise oh that's a safety issue. You need to have someone. And so it was just lovely. Just it became a real focus of meeting a friend somewhere and doing, because there were eight different courses you could do, 
So I don't usually go to Morialta, but someone that's where someone wanted to run, and they're somebody I'd never uh, really run with and really liked, and so it was great. We we got to have a couple of hours just chatting in Morialta to get the 21k yeah. loop done, and then did a few different loops in Belair National Park with different people. It just became a real way to catch up with people one-on-one -on -one and just have a good chat and a good run. Yeah. So that actually was really special in oh, that way. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that one. That's awesome. Mm. I, um, yeah, I didn't participate. I, I, I think I avoided people a lot this year in terms <laughs> of just, oh, I was a little bit, um, I guess, you know, no, I don't want to say paranoid. I was probably quite cautious, mm. you know, especially I found it um, didn't send a very good message to be out running some... Like, I'm not saying... No, I'm, no. And especially seeing as my wife worked in healthcare as yeah. a nurse. And um, I've become, like a lot of people, a bit more relaxed about things. I still take yeah. my hygiene very seriously, obviously, and um, um, wearing masks and in like supermarkets and stuff like that. And I realized being out on the trail is probably one of the safer places you can be, Yeah, you know? But I think I, I didn't take it seriously enough at the beginning because, you know, I work in we school and they weren't shutting them down. So you're in yeah. a room with lots of people. You're all using yeah. the same toilets, the same door handles, the same lights. So it's like, you're just in constant contact with hundreds of people. And so I had a bit of an attitude. If it's really that serious, why aren't schools shut down? Yeah, like, I know a lot of teachers. Yeah, had, had, but then eventually they did. It's like, thank goodness. So I was so glad in the recent lockdown when they actually included schools. Yeah. It's like, yes, that just makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um, what have we got? So my next one um, was probably the race I did, the one official race I did this year. Um, the Ultra Easy in New Zealand, which yep. I've talked about on my podcast a fair bit. Yep. It's probably one of the better races I've ever done in my life. It's just yep. so good. Um, Lake Wanaka, one of, probably one of the most beautiful towns oh, in the whole world. It's at, um, <laughs> the, there's a, this beautiful blue lake and you're skirted by mountains. And even in summer, nice. they've got snow on top of them. Okay. And um, wow. the Ultra Easy, you, you run along starting at 3 a.m., you do you run 30 kilometers uh, on the flat more, more or less flat there's a few hills and then you run around the lakefront and then at the 30k mark you climb Roy's Peak which is a, which climbs 1200 meters in 7 kilometers and then you go straight up the face of this as the sun's rising i got to the top of that peak and i was near tears it just the, it was just so good the sun's coming up over these yeah. mountains i feel like i was in middle earth yeah. I mean, obviously it's new zealand yeah but um it was just everything i w could have wanted and running yeah. along these ridge lines you know where it's certain death on either side oh goodness and how wide's the path wide enough i mean you'd have to be pretty not like rocky or anything yeah. like smooth path right. but like there's a sense of there is a sense of danger Okay. And but not that you'd have to be pretty stupid to fall off it. Um, but um, then um, overall, there's four and a half thousand meters of climbing, and, and like so, you go up a in few the last peaks. Lot. Wow. In, the, in, in the last yeah seventy kilometers, there's four and a half thousand meters of climbing, yeah. and it's great. And and then the very last twenty k's is a 20, 20 kilometer descent. So you're just going down this steady hill for twenty k's. So you did a lot of quad work beforehand. Not enough. Not enough. I was, I still had a good run. Like I, 
I did it in under 14 and a half hours. Yeah. And um, that was, I was pretty pleased with that time. I was yeah. expecting to do about 16. Um, oh, yeah, the last 20Ks was just, you had, and that was the second big descent of the day. And um, I remember just thinking, I've got to work on my downhill running. It's just, we don't have anything that even comes close to replicating that mm-hmm. here. You know, you're just going down. I, I longed for an uphill. Yeah. Like after a while, I was just like, oh, my quads, my, and like my, my feet were rolling inwards. My knees were knocking together. Like I looked like crap. I felt like crap, but I still had a good experience like yeah. overall. Yeah. And you get to the bottom of the hill and then there's like one or two kilometers of just flat running and then you're at the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. but yeah, great. I love that experience. So I want to go back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your last one. Yeah, my last one. My last one would be a run. So after after the hundred k, obviously, you know, you take a break. You don't really run for a bit. So I think even by so that was the Saturday. Even Thursday night, there was an event I was at. I had to go upstairs, and I'd felt really good all day, going, "Oh, cool, maybe I can run tonight." And then I went up the stairs, <laughs> and my body went, "No, we we can't do stairs yet." Wow. But then, but then even just like day to day getting better. So on the Friday, I did go out for just a really easy five k. Yeah. And then on the Monday, I went out again thinking I'll do a super easy 5K. So this is a week later. And I have never felt more amazing on a run ever. I don't know why, but I just felt like I was free. You know that run is high? Like I yeah. just, is the whole many, run. How, so, so how I went many out days for after? E- this is a week, what, week and yeah. a day after. 100K and Yeah. So yeah, I went out for an easy five. It ended up being a really good solid bits where I was trying hard 10K and I hadn't taken a head torch. The last two Ks was in pitch black. I had to shift to Queen's Jubilee to make sure I wasn't going to trip over. (laughs) But I just felt so good. I didn't want to stop. And I just seemed crazy, but I just went with it and had the most fun run I've ever had. That's like, I, I, I call that the 100K legs. Okay. After, I, I get a similar do you? thing. A lot of people do. Yeah. And I think it's got a lot to do with um, you've recovered um, you, from the, um, like the muscle, muscle, I was going to say muscles. Your muscles <laughs> yeah. um, have recovered more or less. But your aerobic fitness is at an all-time high. And so, yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. Because you've just done a really long, long run. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, aerobically you're at next yeah. level, and so, but and obviously you have to still be gentle. But that's why it's good if you if you time your recovery well, you can um, really uh-huh. capitalize yeah. on yeah. that yeah. to take it into the next training block. Okay, you know, rather than have too much time off. And so, yeah, yeah it's but it's um it's a good feeling. I've I've had similar sorts of um, yeah. feelings. Um, that's great. That's how you know you did better than before. That's a great thing to think of. So okay. that recovered rec- recovered run yeah you know yeah yeah that's awesome that's cool. no i guess my last uh top three thing was the day i uh one day i was during was this august i was thinking i needed a challenge of some description you know so i just decided i thought oh, okay tomorrow i'll run your abilla just for the hell of it yep just on my own and i was like yeah i'll do that and um and so I, the, I quickly jumped in the car, drove up to a couple of points where I just, I hid some, a little bit of food oh, yeah, yeah. and water. Just, no, I needed two drop-off points. Yeah. 
I thought because I just it was too much of a hassle to drive all yeah. around, um, and so I hid, hid um, some food and some sports drinks and some water, um, and then I set out from home at like five in the morning, um, and I did, did basically the Urabilla course, mm-hmm. not the five peaks, the Urabilla course in reverse. Yeah. So you could call it five, but the actual Urabilla trail from yeah. start to finish, and I did it all by myself, and I thought oh, this is going to be kind of weird and tough. And um, it was really cold and foggy, so it was lovely. I love yeah. it when the trails are foggy. And mm. I remember my wife challenged me. She said, see if you can do it without listening to music or any podcasts. Mm. So I ran the whole way on my own, just in my own head. Okay. And, I, and I did not get bored. No, no. It was really – because usually I, I, in a race I never would use it. Yeah. But in training runs I quite often depend on it. And yeah. it, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah, had a really good experience there. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. So that's our top. That's my top three. Yeah, and that's your yeah. top three. Yeah. I think we've um we've covered a lot of uh covered a lot of ground. We have. And um so yeah, and fun little and thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's next and for you? First crossover. Oh goodness. Um, Do you have any other races before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah. I usually ask people. Yeah. What's what have they got coming up on the calendar? Uh, for me, it's Hubert next year. Um, just going back to the very first big event I ever did. Yeah. Um, now that I'm not so terrified. <laughs> Which distance? Uh, the marathon. So that's one where I, I hurt my ankle and yeah. I didn't know how to pace. Like I'd never, I'd never run over. I think it was 21 kilometers going into that. Oh wow! Um, so you just thought you'd double it? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. So I was going to do that this year, but that got COVID cancelled. So that's um, it. Shifted that to next year. So yeah. That's what's next. I got um, Anstey this weekend. Just oh, go out and have a little bit series. of fun. Yeah, yeah. I signed up for the, the medium course in that just to yeah. just put things on the calendar and tick it over. Yeah. 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 How about you? Yeah, well, my next thing on my calendar is also Hubert. Oh, yeah. Um, because I, I love that, that race and I'm sad that this will be the end of it. Um, mm. I haven't signed up yet, but my plan is to um, – I'm doing the 100 mile. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I finally, yeah. after, I don't know, a bunch of – yeah. Done quite a few hundreds. It's time to have Excellent. a crack because in, apparently in some parts of the world you're not a you're not a true <laughs> ultra runner until you've done a hundred miles. Yeah. But this is one that's always been. If I was going to do a hundred miles, this is the one I wanted okay. to do it in. I don't. I'm not particularly. I like the idea of sort of mastering a distance. Like, mm. I you know, and sort of going further and further and further is not always no. better. You know, but this in this case, like I want to come back down and do and do some faster 100k runs, but I just want to really test myself yeah. and go 100 yeah. miles, do a do a pretty good show. So I'm in full. I'm getting into full training now. Like Excellent. so, um, I've been, yeah. I just knocked out, um, I think 100k's last week, and um, I'll be doing a lot of that and more yeah. in the coming months through summer, which is always fun. Yeah bit of strength work, keeping consistent. So I guess we'll see each other up there. Yeah, um, we will. And, and um, some capacity. Yeah, I intend to do hopefully a podcast with a couple of people and I are going to do a car trip. So yeah. It'll be a car trip podcast. Great. <laughs> see yeah. how, how we're feeling and then kind of trip back what it was like and we can 
and I grab you over there, find out how you went. Yeah, that's good. If I'm still, if I'm still, um, <laughs> comp, if I can be, comp, what's the word? Compass mentis? Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'll probably, I remember um, last year or the year before, or whenever it was on last, I did the 50K with my wife and we came, we came across quite a few of the 100 mile runners. Mm. You know, we, um, I caught up, I remember we caught up to Kate Seba. Yep. And she, was she you know, walking by then? Because she had a great first she was, about 90 odd K. We, I tell you where we, we passed yeah. her. She was within her last 15 Ks. She yeah. was going up St. Mary's mm. and she was fantastic. She had a big smile on her face. Yeah. She's like, I feel great. I'm tired, but you know, this is awesome. And it was just like, yes, I love yeah. it. I, I love that. Like, yeah. she's probably had loads of ups and downs, but she was at that time, she was Because at that she point, was she was it. battling a really sore hip, which was from an injury mm. previous to the event and just went, yeah, well, I'm going to finish. And yeah, just she did great. Still did a good time because she'd done so brilliantly the first part. Yeah. yeah. And I think she I think she got on the podium, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in, for the, so that's pretty cool. And so, yeah. But, so I'm just going to – it's time. It's time for me to go <laughs> and um, to, to get it done. And I want to have a good run and to have, have a good – experience a trail runner's experience hey (laughs) (laughs) i've never done that in any episode (laughs) it's only taken 70 episodes uh Um, anyway yeah and and coming up on this one um we're talking before um next podcast of this will be tash who did the 200 miler yeah and we're joking before he said well she's not really a mid-packer i'm like well technically she did she came second out of three so yep. she is, uh, this will be a tale from the exact mid-pack it coming up next. Like, very much so. <laughs> so there's she's, my pun on my title. That's good. Yeah. yeah. She's, no, well, she's, yeah, she's a, she's a podium mm-hmm. and a mid-packer, but she's yeah. generally pretty yeah. quick, isn't she? Yeah. 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 That, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I cool. think, I think yeah, um, you're killing it with your podcast. I think oh. keep, keep going and don't. Yeah. Um, well, you've got multiple on the go. <laughs> I know. Too many podcasts. <laughs> I know everyone's sick of my voice. Yeah. I'm sure, but um, no, it's um, it's been fun. And, yeah, and uh, I've really enjoyed your time today. Yeah, yeah, same for you. Thanks, thanks for your time. And, All right, and I'll go through and as always, I'll put links to anything that we've mentioned uh, in the show notes, so you can check some things out. Yeah, and if you're listening to the Trail Runners Experience on my podcast, obviously, go and check out <laughs> Tales from the Midpack. It's a good one. It's little uh, homegrown one. You know, um, they're all, they're all single mum just getting it done when, when they can. But, yep. yeah. Yeah. Some good. good people on there. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Inspiring. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you, Rebecca. Bye, Daniel.